Hi, welcome back to the Wise Divine Woman podcast, where we're calling you to become the wise divine woman that you are meant to be. Today, I have a new podcast friend, Kim Langling, and I am so looking forward to hearing where God is calling her to today, and I am just so excited to meet her as well. Uh, Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. How are you today? Oh my gosh, it's chilly here in Canada as it is across North America, but wow, it is uh, it's a challenge, that's for sure. Uh, so you have a variety of exciting, exciting things happening this month. Tell us about it. I do, actually. Well, I have my own podcast, which you and I talked about a little bit off mic, um, called Let Fear Bounce, but I have a television show called The Right Stuff, which is W-R-I-T-E. So called The Right Stuff, The Author's Voice. So it's all about authors and their journey and why they started writing and all of that. And that's to be launched um, on the 17th. So it's been about a year in the making and it's going to be on 11 different online platforms. And it's super exciting. I'm get, It's starting to get very exciting and a little nerve wracking, but I'm excited about it. And it's just been an amazing journey to get to this point. That is Awesome. That is awesome. That is just incredible. And uh, I am just so excited for you. And that is like, I'm nervous enough getting into podcasting and nervous enough reaching out to women who need help, but you're like going in like feet first. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> so tell me a bit about your journey. My journey. Well, everybody has a bumps in their journey. And mine, I'm not going to sit here and say that mine was any bumpier than anyone else's. Um, but uh, I am a veteran. And while serving in the military, and I, I keep this raw and real, just so you know, um, I'm a very honest person. So while serving in the military, I was uh, sexually assaulted by two individuals, um, grabbed in a parking lot and taken away. And, and uh Hours later, I was able to get away. And it was really very, very, very cold where I was stationed at. And what I remember most as, as I was running, it was middle of winter, snow was super deep, and it was ridiculously cold. Um, I remember as I was running, and now I can look back and see what I was doing mentally. With each step I was building a wall brick by brick with each step that I ran and I remember the air hurting my throat because it was so cold and my eyes were just streaming water and it was a very bright moon because it was a wee early hours of the morning that I was able to get away and so the moon was still out and I remember for whatever reason this is one thing that sticks in my brain very sharply is how the moon glinted on the snowflakes, how they sparkled and how beautiful they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about that until years later. And I'm thinking, okay, God gave me that vision, mm -hmm. the beauty and the peace of it to get me through all the other stuff that would come roaring at me yeah. out, of, you know, out of nowhere. I, I do live with post-traumatic stress. Um, but I manage it. It's not something that you get rid of or you're healed from. Some folks say that, 
as one who lives with it, I don't think you heal from it. I think you live with it because you had something happen. You can't erase it. You can't forget it. You live with it and you learn to deal with it. And it's become, so I say PTSD, I'm a part of it and it is a part of me. And if I hadn't went through any of that, I wouldn't be where I am today, which is a woman of faith, a woman of strong faith. Back then, I had no faith. I wasn't raised in the church. Um, I was from a small town. And back in the day, uh, my mom was single mom raising four kids. And there was a lot of judgment, just, you know, a lot of judgment. And so growing up with that, I grew up with a chip on my shoulder and went into the military and learned a whole lot real, real quick. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> different. This is a different life. Um, but I embraced it. And I was very good at what I did while I was serving. And I enjoyed it actually outside of trauma happening. But years later, years later when I was home and I had gotten married and I had a daughter, I had never dealt with or faced what I had went through <laughs> because by golly, I'm a good wall builder. I'm a very good wall builder. And I built that sucker strong. <laughs> You know, it wasn't going to tumble or crumble or crack or anything. But as we all know, they do. And I had all kinds of life events happen, large life events that were life altering. And they seemed to come after one, one after the other, boom, 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 within a six month time frame. And there's a day that I found myself on my knees on my living room floor, sobbing, like ugly crying, snot coming down my face tears everywhere, just ugly crying. And the only thing I kept saying, I remember this very, very clearly. I just kept saying, please. And then I realized later I was crying out to a God that I didn't believe in. And uh, that slammed me when I realized that. Who am I crying out to? Who am I asking please from? And I was crying out to a God that I told myself I didn't believe in, that I didn't like him. I actually had a strong dislike yeah, for God. Despised probably was the word that came up when you said that. Well, yes, that's, yes, that's a nice way of putting it. Yes, despised him. Um, argued with him all the time, even though I didn't believe him, believe in him. So, you know, kind of contradictory, but that's how your brain works sometimes. But I was on my knees and uh, just, you know, ugly, gut-wrenching, sobbing, crying. And I felt a whisper that came from behind. And that's how I always describe it because it, it was a whisper that just came from behind and through. But those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. Mm -hmm. I'm not a church person at that time. I had not ever read the Bible. And my first thought was, that sounds like something from the Bible. That sounds kind of Bible-ish, you know? And uh, then I thought, well, hey, when I got married and I was divorced at this time, um, that was one of the main big life altering things I was going through. Um, it's like someone gave us a Bible. So I frantically, and I was frantic, running through the house, opening up cupboards and drawers, trying to find this Bible. And I finally found it. Then I ran back in the living room and I plopped myself right back down in the middle of the floor. And um, I'm, I opened it and I'm going, I have no idea how to find anything in this. I've never read, read a Bible. Isn't there a table of contents? Isn't there an index? I had no idea what I was doing. So in frustration and anger, 
I just threw it on the floor. I just, I just threw it down in anger and I'm crying and crying. I'm going, I don't even know what is, what does all this mean? And, uh, then I, I felt that whisper again, but those who hope in the Lord and I'm like, ah, and I was just in this frustration. Everybody's been there in that moment. And I reached out, I'm on, I'm on my knees. So I lean out, reach out and pull the Bible toward me. Cause I had just literally thrown it in anger, pulled it towards me, looked down. And the only thing that my eyes saw that jumped, but those who hope in the Lord will soar in wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And then I started crying even harder, but it wasn't the hurt cry. It was the, oh my gosh, you are real. And you did hear me. And wow, I'm sorry for hating you for so long. And why didn't I ever pay attention to those little whispers that I heard? I thought it was just me being crazy. Now, did I become like this ultimate Christian at that point? No, <laughs> absolutely not. No. But that was my turning point. That was a point where it was, it was a point where, well, I did what I just did. Just went, okay, now that I know he's real, what do I do with it? Yeah. How do I learn more? Do I learn more? What do I, you know? So I started attending church, still carrying a chip on my shoulder. Um, and I would go on Sundays and listen to this pastor. I'd be thinking, who's this guy up there talking about this Jesus? Who does this guy think he is? What, what, you know, right. Jesus. All right. He did that for us, for me. Yeah. Right. Okay. That, that was my thought process, but I kept going back every Sunday and I would question myself. Why am I even here? Why am I even walking in here? And, um, uh, then one Sunday, church Sunday, it was actually an Easter Sunday. I was just slammed so hard. And that's the only way I can say it slammed so hard with the Holy Spirit that I had goosebumps all over. I had tears streaming down my face out of nowhere. And I began to shake. And I'm going, oh, what is happening? Everything went silent around me. And it was like I was in this bubble. Mm -hmm. And that bubble was filled with nothing but the most amazing love I've ever felt like like a big gauzy curtain just wrapping itself you know mm -hmm. and from that day forward <laughs> that was that day I uh, left church that day hold my daughter's hand and we were skipping and singing the songs that we had sang at the end of the service and I just kept on saying to my daughter, did you feel any of that, sweetie? Did you feel any of that? And she goes, I don't know what it was, mommy, because she was, you know, still young. And from that day forward, I went, okay, I believe that guy who's at church that talks about this Jesus on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And so I actually started reading that Bible that I had thrown on the floor and um, go to church every Sunday since. And that was about 12, 13 years ago. Um, and it's just been such a journey because now I'm so open. It feels like I, I can feel, uh, I'm, a, I'm incredibly empathetic, mm -hmm. um, which seems a curse at times. And I have to remind myself that it's a gift, but I'm incredibly empathetic and I can feel someone else's hurt so strongly or someone else's joy so strongly. 
but so much of uh, what I've been through and what I, you know, what I went through way back then, because um, I was 19 at the time when that happened. Um, and what I went through as I grew, not only in age, but in my faith, I see the world in such a completely different, I see it through a different lens mm-hmm. and I'm incredibly empathetic and I, I see people's hurt or I feel people's hurt, even if it's a stranger and I've never, you know, never met them, never spoken to them. And now those little nudges that I used to ignore, I no longer ignore, even if it makes me really uncomfortable, uh, you know, praying for someone in public, a stranger, a complete and total stranger walking up saying, I feel so strongly urged right now to offer you prayer. Can I pray for you? Yeah, I've done that's that. A, that's a big step. That's a huge big step to take. And, and I know, and, and if you've never, and for those who are listening, for those who have never felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, it you know, you know, and you know, you know, and <laughs> it's just, you know, and even with, with, when you're in prayer, um, that whole, like, heaviness, not so much that it's heaviness, it's like a, it's like a, a, a room filling, like, I got to get to my knees, I got to get, I can't even get low enough, feeling, right. um, to honor, or just to, like, be present in, in what's happening, um, oh my goodness, like, really be in prayer, and just pray for God that, 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 uh, the Holy Spirit really just like fills and and does that. And I know exactly it's that that is a big step when you are called to be an encourager, you're called to be an exert an exerter or a, a, a an intercessor. Um, to not only when you have someone name or face come come to mind to know to one just to pray for them uh i I used to just kind of message them in facebook and say hey i'm just praying for you today how can i help you or am i just i'm just lifting you in prayer and not being obedient to that you know it's like you're supposed to do what he's asking and if i don't i don't know what the circumstances will be if i don't so you know in in my walk intercession uh prayer um encourager that those are my giftings as well and uh yeah it's a journey to and it's like it's not so much that you have to consider being empathetic to people a a curse right you're absolutely right because it's not it's like wow i have the pleasure of praying for these people today wow that is an incredible opportunity um to to be part of right Right. And it's answering that and saying, okay, humble myself. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to lift people up. And, and that's so true. And, and I'm sure there's been times um, in, in your walk that you have people's names and faces pop into your head out of nowhere. And you'll yep. be like, okay, these people need prayer. So you just, you just sit and you pause, you, you just pray over them, their family and their circumstances. And it's just like, that was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say, okay, I, I put it out there, you know, and it's yeah. funny, because there are times, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm sure that you felt it, maybe many others that are listening or watching have felt it, um, when you know that you are doing what God wants you to do, things, 
things are thrown at you to try and make you stumble. You know, little roadblocks are put in front of you or big roadblocks sometimes. And I never used to recognize that for what it is either. I always just thought my luck is awful. And now I realize that D man is at it again. Well, that's yeah. what I call, that's what I call Satan, D man. D man, um, I love it. Yeah. So I'm like, that D man is at it again. He's like, he's got his little minions out in full force today, just shooting those little poison darts at me, you know? And I always, I'm a very visual person. I'm a writer as well. And so I like to use words and paint a picture with it and weave it all together. And so I actually envision little minions with their little arrows, little poison darts, whatever, pinging them at me as I'm walking or doing whatever through my day. But I envision, you know, I am covered by God. Yeah. I am fully covered in the armor of God. And I envision, you know, Warrior Kim. You know? Yeah, yeah, no. Those little darts are going to ping off and I'm going to hold up my shield. And you are not getting in here today. Not happening today, D-Man. Yeah. And I have to say stuff like that out loud because to me, saying it out loud, using strong words, you know, not today. You're, no, you're not welcome here today. I am a child of God. So are you, but you went the wrong way out of here not happening today i have to say it out loud so it's like i'm claiming it we have to right they can't read your mind they can place thoughts in your mind but they can't right. you know it's when god can read your mind god can hear your thoughts he knows your thoughts he knows your every wish he knows everything that's going on uh which is scary at times and uh you're like the uh but yeah, you have to, you have to say it out in same as the prayers, you got to say them out. And, and that is the most encouraging thing about this. And sometimes you're walking around wherever and talking to yourself and I'm, I'm like, okay, no one's around. They can hear me, but that's okay. Like I can be that some, when the kids were growing up, I'm sure it was that crazy, crazy church lady. Um, and, and that's okay. Right. Because we've survived, we've overcome, we've, we've made it through, and every day is a hurdle. We were talking about the very same thing last night in our open group, Kim. It, it was, it's too funny. January 2nd, we started a Be Still Challenge, right? Daniel Fashion Be Still Challenge as one of my groups. Nine out of the 15 people that were online there, all of them had something happen significantly on that day. It's, it's amazing. Like it's amazing. Yeah. So yes. And it's so real. Yeah, it's real. It's real, but that's okay. You know, because the, the fight isn't of flesh, it's of the spirit. And uh, there's a war waging. And uh, so, yeah. And, and, and you know, just think about, I'm always amazed. You think about how, when you can feel the demon attacking you, what about all the other times that he was blocked by God and his angel of arm or his army of angels? Yep. What about all the times that that was blocked that we know nothing about? I'm in awe when I think about that. And I, I just have to say thank you so much for yeah, covering I me, for covering me from whatever you covered me from that I'll never know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. you know, that's just mine to me. It's mind blowing to think of all the times he's blocked stuff and the stuff that actually is coming through. It's coming through for a reason. 
coming through for a reason. And that is the power of prayer. And I believe wholeheartedly that people had had you covered in prayer. There were people in your community and in the service and, and because you, unbeknownst to you, there would have been, even in the military, there would have been prayer partners, prayer warriors there within that even division or department and, and everyone would have been diligently praying over you as, as people prayed over you and your daughter when you first went to church. And it's amazing how just the simplest of prayers um, as, as someone just sitting back and that's what we love to do is just sit and look, go through the directory and, and or go through Facebook and or use the tools that are provided for us that we may think be of like, oh, it's such a privacy thing, but it isn't. It's a, it's a gift. It's an opportunity to sit there and just, wow, just lifting this person up, lifting this person up in prayer. And, and uh, it's such a, it's honestly an honor. I think. And, you know, and it's, it's, ama it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I, I still struggle at times with, you know, with my PTSD, with depression and anxiety. Um, and I recently had the first flashback that I've had in years and years that literally just stopped me in my tracks. Everything around me disappeared and I was right back there. It was so frightening. And I'm thinking, oh, that one slipped through. Um, but I, I received a card, an actual handwritten card, which is a beautiful thing to receive in the mail. And it was from an older lady in the church that I attend. I don't know her. I just know what she looks like and where she sits each Sunday, you know, and I always say good morning, you know, but I don't know her. She sent me this absolutely beautiful handwritten card saying that she has felt so strongly that she's needed to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And she's been praying for me for weeks. And she so enjoys seeing me at church and I'm on the worship team. And she says, I so enjoy seeing you up there singing because you're just a little firecracker and you get us all excited. And I had never even had a conversation with this woman. So what you're saying, so many people that you don't even know are praying for you. And you, mm. I guess maybe we're not supposed to know, you know, um, and I know I pray for a lot of people that don't know me, but I see things or I feel things. And I'll be like, all right, I'm supposed to pray for that person right now. Actually, right this minute, I'm supposed to pray for that person. And so when people follow that, don't be afraid of those nudges, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because I used to be afraid of them. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand them. And they made me really uncomfortable. And at times I'm still uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, if you're out in public and some, you know, I get this nudge, you have to pray for that lady in sheets right now and i'm like pray with was that the right word with yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah. not for <laughs> and it was no with so i you know walk up to this complete stranger this older lady in her 80s probably and just said i am so strongly urged right now to pray for you and she just broke down and put her hands out and prayed and then she hugged me and she just whispered she said you have no idea how badly i needed that today and then i walked her out to her car her husband was waiting for, and they drove off, and I got my car and cried. <laughs> There's just a, they're hard moments, but they're, you know, if you look at it from out here, yeah, look down on it, they're absolutely beautiful, because that's what we're here for, is to care for mm -hmm. one another, and love one another, and be kind mm -hmm. to one another. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and I think, you know, in, in my heart right now, it's, 
you know, if, if, and because I think this is where I'm at as well. If, if you've spent the last, you know, two years living in fear of approaching people, then ask God to lift that fear from you so that you can be given the proper, the opportunity to touch someone's life. So it's that, it's the ask and seek and the door will be open, right? And it's that, you know, ask him to give you these opportunities. If you're feeling this nudging, because I am, you know, uh, and if I am, someone else is, um, ask God to lift this gifting up in your heart and just walk in assurance that he will give you the words and he will give you the time and he will give you the opportunity and the door will be open for you. So I always like, well, it's like a war, be careful what you ask for but be ready to ask for it because, you know, you may think this, you know, oh, that'll never happen or, but it does. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's going to be immediate, prayer. but it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come. And yeah. it's just that, wow. And so, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're feeling that nudge and I think I, I know I am, that I'm going to ask, you know, may these opportunities be lifted and, and don't be afraid to approach people. People are so afraid and, and, being able just to come close and as a prayer warrior and or in your being obedient it's that it's that thing right and i love your podcast saying that let fear bounce and i'm guessing that this is where this is all coming from you're just like mm, you're out of here bounce away so yes tell me, tell i have my armor i have my armor on you're gonna ping off me yeah that's that's exactly why i named it the way i did so tell right me more about it um, well, I during you know at the at the the height of the initial wave of the Rona, that's what I call it. Yeah. Um, I I lost my job as many 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 people did, mm -hmm. and um, I had a very good job, a nice job, well paying. I you know I could take care of my own needs because it's just me, and I didn't have to worry about anything. And I lost my job. I'm thinking the next day I woke up and I went. I've not been in this position before. God, what am I supposed to be doing here? Yeah. So I gave myself one day to be angry at the world. And, you know, oh, I can't believe this happened. Or, you know, I'm human. So I said, all right, Kim, one day. You got one day. And I didn't even take the whole day. It was just like, because I'm not that kind of person to sit in negativity. I thought, all right, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I had no idea or knew nothing about podcasting, not a thing, literally nothing. I went, I'm going to look into that. Let's see what, let's see what that's all about. So I got online and started researching and looking at different things. And the whole time I'm doing that, I'm going, you're going to do in the back of my head. It's like, you're going to do this. And it's going to be called let fear bounce. There are so many people out there living in fear. There's little dark clouds over every person's head saying, oh, you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. You're going to lose your job. This is going to happen. All these things. And people were letting them land. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it felt like they were just opening up their hands saying, I want more negativity. It, they, they do. They do. Right. It, it's incredible. I mean, I know for myself, I have perfected my mask smile, you know, like it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's so necessary to, to have that because you need to look people in the eye. Right. That is the first big step. Look at people in the eye and give them a great big smile. And that is the only way to break through this. 
and to armor up every day. Like, do not go. Yeah, armor up. Yeah. Even if it's just like, okay, put my Jesus suit on. Let's go. Let's go. And <laughs> just put that on there. So it's, it's incredible. But that is exactly, we have to stop. This year, you know, we always look for those, those silly words or the, the whatever I'm uh, being given and stuff like that. And uh, it was one that really resonated with me was uh, the weary out of weariness rises praise. And it's sort of the story of Leah, but it's, um, it's enough. It's now it's time to praise the Lord. Enough is enough is enough. Enough. And for me, it was like, of course, because I just spent the last year just having way too much fun. Like I'm not, I, I had so much fun this year, but I really walked away. I kind of stepped away. I spent time with family. I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing. And then uh, everyone's goal setting with me. And I'm like, I'm not goal setting. God gave me a plan last year. I didn't do any of it. Like, I'm not obedient. So I've got to step up and do it properly, you know, and, 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 and it's supposed to be Christian driven. It's I'm supposed to be the one standing out in the middle of front and main, like Proverbs 8, you know, the lady wisdom, you know, I'm supposed to be there in the middle of the marketplace saying, Hey, what about God? Hey, what about God? And, and uh, so, yeah, it's such an exciting year. <laughs> we know and I, it's been, it was so incredibly hard and tragic for so many and continues to be. And, yeah. and, and for whatever reason, the last six months, that's all come into my own personal bubble of the people I know. Yeah. It's, it's become very tragic and, and there's a lot of grief yeah. and depression and sadness. And uh, in October, you, you, so you had mentioned, you said, you know, word or phrase or whatever that comes to you. My, my word, and I had this word, it started showing up every single place I looked or heard or listened to. And the word was hope. Because it feels like everybody lost hope. And I had that nudge. This is your word, Kim. And I'm going, I'm not one of those people that says, this is my word of the year. I'm just not. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. And I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't. And no. so it was like, well, I, apparently now this is my word because I'm listening to him. So hope. I'm supposed to be doing something with this word hope. And all kinds of stuff has been coming to me to help people find that I'm not looking for it. It's coming. As soon as I said, okay, God, I'll accept this challenge or whatever it is you want me to do with it, but lead me in the right way. Cause I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this word. Am I supposed to make it into an acronym? What am I, you know? And it was like, no, Kim, you're just supposed to share hope. And I'm still learning how to do that. And sometimes it might just be reaching out to someone like you said, and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Or I'll send them, uh, you know, like a card or something. I have these cards. I got them on Amazon. There's a whole bunch. They're like really cute little ask. This says, once you become fearless, life becomes limitless. Things like that, you know, positive messages. So anytime I go shopping, like if I have to go get groceries or something like that, I carry a handful of these cards in my purse and I tuck them in all over the grocery store. And I'm no like, oh. so exactly. I, I just tell myself, I'm just draw, I'm dropping little nuggets of hope on these little cards. I'll tuck them in every, I, the one time I was taping myself, I was in Walmart and I was recording myself saying, here I am again, dropping nuggets of hope. 
And I was in the men's area and I'm like, I'm dropping them in the men's underwear. I'm dropping them in the socks. You know, I'm just putting them everywhere. Put them in windshield wipers. You know, I put them in um, a rolled up rug. You know, so I put them in the most le least likely places. And then I'm thinking, all right, God. And I'm doing that because that's what I feel really led to do. Don't put them in obvious places. No, no. Someone to come across them and they're going to come across them exactly at the moment they're supposed to. That is, so that's what I do. I drop these little cards. I, I keep buying them on Amazon and getting more and just, it, I just call them nuggets of hope. So that's part of my hope. I'm sure I'm supposed to do a lot more, but there was a thing somebody said to me the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and I have it on my wall above my laptop. Um, Cause we were talking, I was going through a rough day, having one of those days, just, it was just tough. It was a very, very heavy day mentally and spiritually. And um, I was battling you know, and I wasn't winning. And this person I was talking to, she said, Kim, where are you at today? You're, you're still here. You're still standing. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you have to look at it this way. You have a 100% success rate of getting through the tough stuff. And she said that, and those were the exact words I needed to hear because I'm thinking, why have I never looked at it that way? Yeah. 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 You know, and it's sometimes it takes someone outside your bubble to share something that simple, but was so profound to me on that day. And so I wrote it down and it's now on a sticky note right above my laptop on my wall. So as soon as I sit down each day, I read that. And can and you that, read it again? You have a 100% success rate of getting through the tough stuff because you're still here. You're still here. You're still here. So don't ever think that you shouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if everybody has those thoughts. Um, I never used to, but for whatever reason, recently I've had thoughts that are frightening. And the D-man has gotten through and he's just having a ball. He's having a party and saying, you know, Kim, who do you think you are? You, you, you're not going to spread hope and light. Mm -hmm. Look at all the dark stuff you've got tucked down inside you. Mm -hmm. and sometimes that voice is really loud and there were a couple days where it was like you're right why am I even here and when I started having those thoughts just that that was the thought why am I here what's the point I didn't go past that thought but even that was enough to make me go what am I doing you know and it was it was actually very frightening very frightening to me and uh, I was just like, oh, Father God, <laughs> you got you to gotta come. You got to come right now. Fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. And uh, he did by having this person placed in front of me at the exact time that I needed that person and to say exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God will place his angels everywhere. Yeah. And I often, I often pray, please let me be one of yours. Put me where I need to be. Those because are big, big asks for a lot of people, right? And it's like, yeah, you've got to be, if you ask, you have to be ready. Yes. And it, you know, it's, it's the ask and be ready. And it's following those um, nudges for sure. How that's going to play a huge role, how that, how you are going to impact someone's life. And it is like, 
making sure you have everything, making sure you have those little cards in your pocket, making sure you have like a spare change for somebody God's calling you to give money to or gift cards or, or something. And um, it, it, it is like, yeah, we take our vitamins in the morning. We know we have to eat good food. We know we have to drink water, but are we then preparing ourselves for what God is going to ask or ask of us? You know, it's like that little, little suitcase of like, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's, yeah. So it's being in the word, right. Yeah. And it's keeping in prayer for yourself and having yourself covered and that hedge of protection around your family and your home. And, and it's uh, asking for, um, you know, you have to ask to receive. That's the funny right. thing. It's obvious. <laughs> But it's, it is pretty scary. Like you said, it's very scary because I, you know, I wasn't always in the spot I'm in right now. You know, even five years ago, you wouldn't have caught me walking through a grocery store, dropping little nuggets of, I, I love call that. Them nuggets of you know, That's even five years ago, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have went up to a complete stranger because you could tell there was amazing sorrow and no one was acknowledging it. And my first thought was righteous indignation. How can you not go over to this poor woman? You know, and then I realized, oh, wait, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's not something that just happened overnight. And I just automatically said, you know, magically heard everything. I went, oh, OK, I'll do that. Oh, OK, I'll do. No, I fought it. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Even as a even as a. a someone who does pray it's like yeah y'all put you on my prayer list no you're supposed to pray right there yeah you know yeah. or they may feel like oh no no it's too awkward but it's that it is that right it is but that. you know what do it anyway yeah it's yeah. awkward you might break into a sweat get sick to your stomach whatever clench your teeth do it anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're called to we are so what's going on with your tv show tell me about it and how did you come up with this inspiration well i you know it was a year ago just about 12 months ago i was uh in on a podcast actually i was a guest on another lady's podcast and she said have you ever heard of believing your dreams television network and i went no but i love that name and she goes well the, the, the CEO, the founder, the VP are Christians and they, they run the whole thing. It's, you know, family first, faith first. And I went, tell me more. <laughs> so I didn't think that I would be doing anything with them, but now I'm an executive director with the company and have my own show and, you know, can bring people on board if they're interested and, but my show is called The Right Stuff, W-R-I-T-E, The Right Stuff, The Author's Voice. It's because I'm a writer. I love writing. I love sharing my stories that I write. And I love sharing and hearing about other stories. So I have authors on my, my show. And it'll be um, weekly on Thursday nights on 11 different online platforms. And um, I have a Facebook page called The Right Stuff. So you can check that out. Yeah, all the stuff we're talking about today, we're going to, I'm going to try and be sure that all that great, incredible stuff, stuff. is there, that stuff <laughs> is there because it's so important, right? And I, in the, 
so people don't go down the, the wrong rabbit hole and it's right. like that, that you they need to meet you they need to know you they need to be and there are many authors out there there are many people out there with something to say who are not meant to be this vehicle that are looking for a vehicle right and you you seem to be the, the person to connect the dots yeah i've met some of my guests have been you know they're so i i my first season i already have the first 12 episodes already recorded because we have to turn all this stuff in weeks in advance yeah um but my my uh my guests have been someone who was literally just first published a first time published author just starting their writing journey to a usa today best-selling author who has dozens of books out there and has been writing for years and has like this massive following and then everybody in between but when I have them on, we don't talk about their books or their failures or their successes. Mm -hmm. I want to hear their story. Why did you start writing? Where do those yeah. stories come from? I, I had a beautiful lady. She's um, a horror writer. That's her genre. And I'm just fascinated by how does your brain come up with that scary, scary stuff? Yeah. You know, and I was, it was, the, it was just the most fascinating conversation. Yeah. It's like, we're, we, uh, you know, we're all Netflix out. So we're watching lost again and uh it's like now that you've watched it you're not so paying so attention to the storyline but it's like you sit back and you go how does someone keep the story straight and be able to like weave the web of understanding yeah, from yeah. each episode through how many ever like seasons that things went through and it's a gift right yes. You know, one of the authors I spoke to, she said, she goes, I have a lady who keeps track of all my characters. And she says, I have almost 600 characters in all of the books that I've written. She goes, what I'm doing is I'm building a community. These are just people in my head that they're now part of my community. I'm building a community. One of her super fans are keeping track of all her characters? She has, I think it's on her team. Like, you know, this oh, on her team. Okay, okay. Um, so she keeps track because they all they all visit in different books yeah so they're all kind of intertwined rice, yeah not that i advocate ann rice but I mean, ann rice was like that so whether whatever series that she was writing yes she was i think i've read all her books i think i've read them all it's fascinating <laughs> so fascinating but it's like how where how did they even come up with all that <laughs> how does someone come up with that and then how does someone even remember to pull in something from this book series or pull in from this book series? They have people. <laughs> they know. This is their mind. This is Oh, I know. It starts from their mind. Yeah. But it was just, I, I was, I was enthralled. To, I was just enthralled by listening to her, her, listening to her whole story and how she came up with characters because they come from real people, people that she sees. And she'll be like, oh, I like the way that cowboy hat's tilted on that guy's head. So she'll use that on one of her characters. Wow. And she goes, I talk to him all the time. And I've talked to so many authors lately that are fiction writers. And they're like, no, we, these, they live with us. Our characters, they live with us. I, we talk to them all the time. And I hear, and I'm going, so I'm not the only crazy person. They're like, oh no. <laughs> they're like, what do you write about? And I said, I haven't published any of the stuff I really, really like writing about. But I write about fairies and wood sprites living in my woods that my dog talks to. 
So I have, I said, you should imagine, imagine the conversations I got going on in my head. But why haven't you published them? I got that stupid, yeah, let fear bounce. I'm the great person to say let yeah, fear exactly. bounce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I, have, I literally have years of short stories, about seven years of short stories that I wrote probably at least once a week. Girl. I know. Girl. I know. <laughs> Ted, Ted Deckler, I think that's his name, talks in that right fantasy writing from even he's a Christian uh, writer anyways but he also writes a lot of the mystical um stuff as well there's so. all kinds of lessons see my thing is i i absolutely love nature because that's where i can breathe yeah and that's where i pray yep. the most and talk to god the most and that's where my stories come from when i'm out in the woods and i i, I live in a rural area so i'm surrounded by woods fields farms and so every day I'm out there at least an hour a day with my dog walking through the fields, no matter the weather, walking through the woods. Yeah. And these little stories come to me because I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, and I, to me, I always say, thank you, God, for having me notice that, that mm -hmm. little sparkle that happened on that little leaf right there caught my eye. Yeah. And then a I whole little story comes up, you know, but there's always lessons in there. There's there little, there's little God lessons is what I call them in my story. So they might be kind of fancy-ish, but there's little God lessons in there. So no, no, because it's what God, what your heart's desire, God fulfills that. And it's in this summer was the, the best. Like I always take a picture of the morning and I always take a picture of the evening and some, if I'm if I remember enough other than, you know, I'm supposed to put my phone down, but then you miss these opportunities right yeah. um yeah the you know being still enough to see the the sun shine through the pine sap on the end of the pine needles 50 feet up from you right it's incredible yeah. it but you is. gotta be still you have to be still enough to see that and yes. be patient enough to wait for the sun to hit the right setting or look up at the right time and then be so thankful for that right and taking time and, and that was you know in the chaos of my of my summer that's what i learned and it is that recognizing that there is such glory in in the in the, the stillness of the water when the sun rises and where the shadows sit and and where the the sun sets like i've never noticed and i always say like i've never noticed this before that each season the sun sort of moves, the sun moves each setting. I always just thought the sun rose in the east and set in the west, the same time, same place, not same time, but same place. No. 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 Yep. I didn't realize because I never took the time. I was just too busy, right? Yep. And and that was but it's so amazing. It's like, wow, this I mean, in all of this shutdown, you have to find the blessing of being still enough to notice. Yes. where the sun is rising each day and where the sun is setting each evening and what an incredible yeah. gift you know even though yeah. this is is a very you know difficult situation worldwide and um but you have to find the gift in it and i that for me that was the gift seeing the sunrise and seeing the sunset every day from a different lens different cloud different situation different part of ontario and uh, it's so incredible. And I, I don't know whether, you know, God 
my girlfriend thinks and she's a very much a sort of that sort of intercessor she that type of idea a visionary I should say she's like what are the clouds telling you today Dana and I'm like I don't know do you think I is God telling you that I can see in the clouds I don't think so <laughs> but I do I and, love I love that she asked that question yeah and 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 I guess he does because I've seen the eagle rise I've, I, in the clouds I've seen um so many incredible things the hand of God like it's and and it's gone but you have to be willing to be gazing and 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 dreaming and waiting for God to give you a message you gotta listen and hearing yeah and hearing you know, you're saying now you see things you know in the clouds and such like that for me when I'm out there it's it's usually what I hear so mm. the way that the wind sounds rustling leaves because in each season the leaves dance a different dance to a different tune each season you know springtime it's real soft real soft and gentle and you can smell and hear that little rustle and then summertime they go still because it's so hot and they're just hanging there like oh wow we got to get through this then fall comes and they stiffen up and as they're dancing in the breeze it's got you know more of a crinkly crinkly crunchy sound you know it's more mm -hmm. more pronounced and then they twist off and float away on a cold winter breeze you know they're just floating and then they land we walk on them the animals walk on them. It provides a bed for animals out in the woods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We mulch them up and do whatever we need to do if we do that, you know, from your gardens, your flower beds. And then the whole thing starts again. And it all has to do with this amazing breath that God breathes into each season so we can witness that dance. Beautiful. And I just, I hear it. That's, I don't know if I just, I don't know if I explained myself, right? You did, you did, you did. I, I can smell, I smell, I can smell as well. The the earth, the the trees, the pine yes. and the, the water and yeah. Yeah, you know, the eyes can see, the ears can hear for all the what the Lord has given us, you know, it, mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm not very good at saying different verses and things, but it's all of that. And, and I love that dancing, like, that is beautiful. Yeah, that is yeah. so beautiful. So I know we can probably continue talking for another hour, but we'll pause right there till the next time we talk. But Kim, I am completely, completely blessed uh, by our conversation today. I'm just like, it is so incredible. And I, and I thank you so much for honoring what God placed on your heart. And I'm so blessed to that you shared so much of, of what he's done and where he's going with you. Thank you. You are welcome. It was my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. I enjoyed it tremendously. Thank you. I was blessed. I was yeah. blessed by being here. So thank you. thank you. So I pray that God does just a, a, a continued work in your life and continued work on what he has you doing and uh, that we all walk in obedience of that. Thank you so much for joining me mm -hmm. in the Wise Divine Women podcast.
All right. Take care. Thank you again. Thank you.